I have a lot to say and I've been through a lot and feel like there's my wife's laughing at me. Hey, she's in the green room. She's about to get featured. I don't know. She's just over there chilling, man. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Authentically. I'm your host, Charlie. This is a place where we keep it real. We don't wear masks in a generation of facades, filters, and scrolling. Here, we realize it's about keeping the faith fearlessly and keeping it rolling. Hey. Man, this is the very first episode. That's right. I'm excited. I'm truly excited for what's to come, guys. And you know what? I relate with that word anomaly so much because I have so many different passions and interests. Sports. I'm a Michigander, as you can see. Huge Detroit sports fan. Shout out to the Lions. We will win the Super Bowl one day. I'm, I'm telling you, man, we're going to win that Super Bowl. But man, I love being in nature, especially Northern Michigan. Love good music, love being deep, talking about content that, you know, actually matters. Forget the small talk and what the weather's like. Talking to both sides of the controversial topic at hand, whatever that may be, to hear the whole story. There's always two sides to a story. And I love telling stories, writing spoken word, traveling with my wonderful wife. You know, I've been known as a jack of all trades my whole life, being friends with everybody, an honor student, an athlete, playing five sports, then lacrosse in college, captain of intramural teams. Yeah, we stay winning while being passionate about music. I was a percussionist and voted homecoming king. Yeah, would want to sit next to those who were sitting by themselves at the lunch table. And fast forward, I was selected to give the commencement speech at Oakland University when graduating after a a traumatic turmoil where I had to, um, where nobody really had my back and I had to transfer schools. God used that for my good. And I traveled the world running sports camps for kids, including helping out going to a trash dump in Romania, choreographing hip hop dances in the Alps Mountains in Italy, and coaching basketball, that's right, hoops in Wales and the ghetto of London during the 2012 Olympics, then watching USA, USA kick butt to win the gold medal in London with LeBron, KD, Harden, Carmelo, and yes, Kobe. God bless his family. Well, I've been around the world and seen how much of a box America is really in, guys, that there's so much more than just our sphere and bubble here. We need to go back to a selfless, not selfish culture where the family not politics and entertainment take center stage. Okay, I digress. That's a story for another day. But for real, fast forward to today, I'm a sports producer and reporter and have traveled the country telling national stories as a cable news multimedia reporter all on my own. You know, shooting, video, editing, reporting, the hustle, the grind is real. I am married to the best woman of all time, the goat of women, I like to say, Amber J, my best friend and love of my life. And man, it was a journey to get to her, but I know God is real and answers prayers because of her. She is from LA, y'all. I'm from the Detroit area. And you mean to tell me going to a conference, I wasn't even going to attend, but a month before I got a scholarship to attend where we met in San Francisco, that I went for a professional development conference, but met the most beautiful women ever. We dated long distance, were engaged long distance, prayed, and God provided a job for us to be together the day before our wedding with the most beautiful woman of all time. And trust me, I will tell the totality of our story and maybe one, two episodes. It's just a testimony, man, of how God is so good. His goodness reigns, how he led us out of darkness and pain into light. And now we're just in it going through new battles in life together. And my wife and I have sponsored three kids 
one in the Philippines, two in Colombia through Compassion International. Man, shout out to that organization. I am passionate about raising up a generation of real men, not irresponsible boys, which we've seen in media and terrible examples of how to be a man in real life. Yes, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you are a man. I've seen terrible examples, even in the church, you guys. That's another story for another day. But I love my wife so much. I love talking about her, honoring, respecting her. I love my family and spending quality time with them. I love talking about Faye, talking about who the GOAT is and debating which fast food has the best fries and why the Pistons don't get the respect they need in the last dance. I'm just saying. So what better way to talk about these things and host guests pertaining to those topics than a podcast? Yes, if any of that interests you, then welcome. And I like to say, first and foremost, I dedicate this podcast to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is my reason for everything. He's been there for me through the ups and downs, hills and valleys in life. I don't work for man. I work for God Almighty. Jesus, thank you for loving me, for my breath in my lungs, and thank you for my bride. Man, I went through some desert seasons to get to her, and you led me to my oasis. So, that is the whole spiel for this episode. This is the whole reason I wrote this episode. That's a little intro and a bio to me, if you don't know me already, and I'm sure you'll learn more as the podcast goes on, but um, all that being said, man, I'm just a versatile person. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm not just saying that, like, just to say that, like, I've been told that um, just just through my life, you know, that, you know, I have an interest in, you know, sports and watching sports and my wife, you know, who didn't grow up around football like that, man, I, I remember bringing her to Michigan, um, you know, the very first time, like really wanting to impress her, man, this is the hot, mind you, this is the hottest woman of all time and I'm like really trying to impress her and I'm a Michigander and she's from LA and she's got this like cool swag to her, man, she's like the coolest woman ever, like the coolest person, Um Man, I, I can't wait to introduce you to her. Maybe or maybe not. Uh, she might be a special guest on this very first episode. I don't know. Um, we'll think about that real quick. But, um, man, she is the coolest woman ever. How can I impress the coolest woman of all time? Well, Charlie, uh, let me just think about this for a second, man. Let me just try to plan out the best, most epic Michigan trip, you know, just show you my state. In a matter of days, right? I know that can be tough to do, but I can try at least, right? So uh, I plan out this whole trip. Um, I mean, you guys are gonna know the whole story too of how it met. It's, it's crazy, man, and it's it's uh it's really a like an answer prayer. I, there's no other way to describe it because you know how in the world can can two two people meet from across the country? You know that's God bringing us together, and I believe so strongly in in God, and, and she is my. Um, my, my real life example that God is real because he led me to her. And so anyways, we're in Michigan. And so I take her, you know, to meet my family. And then that's actually when I, I was like, when she got there, I'm like, man, maybe I should ask her to be my girlfriend. And this was um, October, 2015. You know, we met in August, 2015, a couple months later, you know, um, well, actually the week after I met her, I asked her to be my plus one to a wedding. And then the LA area where I knew she's from and I didn't know if she would say yes, but I called her the week like three days after we met, right? And she's like, yeah, I'll go with you. And so I was like, yes. And then I went and I picked her up and I didn't know if, how she was feeling about me, but we continued talking, you know, talking on the phone late nights, man, like had to get up early for work, but we were on the phone. I'm on the East Coast time. She's on the West Coast time. I'm back in Northern Michigan and it's like 3 a.m. We're still on the phone. 
And that's when you know it's real, when you can talk about anything and everything. And this this woman, like, the first time we met resonated with everything and anything that I really stood for. Uh, faith, family, and, you know, being passionate about wanting to, to be a light in the media. And she resonated with everything I stood for, man. So shout out to her and, and shout out to the best woman ever. And so anyway, she's a... You know, I'm, I want to impress her. And I'm like, hey, have you ever seen the fall colors? You're from L.A. And she's like, I don't think I have. So I'm like, you got to come to Michigan then. And she's like, all right. And I'm like, yes, she's coming to Michigan. And so I planned this whole trip out. Uh, she flies in to Metro Detroit. You know, I kind of show her around and, and show her what a cider mill is. And I guess for those of you who don't know, because I guess West Coast people and, you know, people around the country who aren't from Michigan or the Midwest know what a cider mill is. A cider mill is a wonderful experience. It's like Michigan's version of Disney World or of, of Disneyland or Universal Studios. You go there and you smell a fresh scent of, of warm donuts and apple cider, the crispness of it. You walk down the trail and, and look at the rustling leaves and see the fall colors. I don't realize how good we have at Michiganders until I moved away from there. I mean, it's just something beautiful and, 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 and incredible and magical about a cider mill. Call me crazy, but I'm, I like those cider mills, man. I like autumn, okay? I like fall. The leaves come down. You hear that the ABC college football game day Sunday. Herb Street, let's go. You a van, man. Ann Arbor. And no shout out to the Spartan 2 Spartan Dogs, man. I just remember going with my family up to, see, to Ann Arbor to see Michigan games. And so <clears throat> I know it's like the biggest stadium in America, I know people are trying to compete, but you know the biggest stadium in America, and I guess now second in the world, is 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 the Big House in Ann Arbor. I mean, you can't get you know much more college football than that. So I actually got tickets to go to the game with her, and um, I've taken her. I take her all the way actually to the Upper Peninsula. Well, first of all, at, at the cider mill is when I'm like we go to this coffee shop right before, and I'm like feeling her, feeling her story. Man, she's been through a lot, but the fact that she all that she went through. Um, she really relied on Jesus to for her strength and her her soul source to get her through. Like this is a strong woman, you know. Um, grew up with um, with her mom and her sister and her Lola, which means grandma in Tagalog. I'm half Filipino, you know. You probably have been thinking that looking at me. If you don't know me, this dude Chinese, man. This dude Japanese, man. Is this dude Asian? Is he Mexican? Is he Latino? Is he like mixed? Like, what, what is this dude? And first of all, I got that question all the time growing up. What are you? I'm a man. And that's a whole deeper segment for a psychological day of, like, growing up mixed. Man, like, I, I was out. My mom is white. My dad is Filipino, okay? When I was with my siblings at Kroger, which is a grocery store in Michigan, I will never forget. We're going through the grocery line, and this, this cashier, she's like, hey, uh, where'd you adopt your kids from? Excuse me? Man, she raised us. She bore us. Come on, man. Anyways, um, that's a whole nother psychological story for another day, but it's not even that deep. It's just, you know, in preschool, you know, this dude drew next to me. We were drawing, like, uh, on, on crayon, you know, a, a self-portrait, like a big, we, we drew our, the outline of our bodies and, and, you know, the skin color, right? Trying to um, draw on the skin color. And I, I was starting to color in peach. He's like, why are you coloring in peach? You should be coloring in orange. Oh, uh, Okay. So you're saying I'm a different skin color and I, I, I grew to realize that people have preconceived notions of me just by the way they look at me. So if you are looking at this as somebody 
who's other than than white. I'm half white, by the way. That's half half of that is in me. But when people look at me, they perceive something differently. That's a whole other story for another day. I'm getting sidetracked like crazy. Anyways, we are in Michigan, my state, Michigander. I'm showing my beautiful bride. Oh, I don't know if she's with my bride at the time. But we're having this coffee shop, Desert Oasis, downtown Rochester, going through some deep stuff. I'm like, I think I want her to ask, I want think I want to ask her to be my girlfriend. I think I think this is about to happen. And so um we go to the cider mill, I take her there, we go like to this romantic spot. It's quaint, it's private, it's just us two. And um there's the leaves there, the, the, there's a there's a river, and I asked her to be my girlfriend, and she said yes. And I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I'm in Michigan, you're in California, but I know we trust a guy um who can do powerful things and I don't know how it's gonna work, but I um I know the why and I I'm I'm starting to dig you, Amber. Jay, and she said, yeah, let's do it. And I love that she said, yeah, I love her. I mean, she's amazing. And so the fact that she would agree to a long distance relationship in a cider mill that she probably ever, never, she never really been to one before. It's a new state, a new environment. She said, yeah, and I introduced her to my family. And um, we got pumpkins and had a pumpkin carving contest. And uh, I just wanted, I was so I was so proud to bring her home, and I never had that moment before. Where I, I've been so proud to bring a woman home before. I've been through situations. Yeah, I've, I've dated before. Yeah, my heart was broken before. Yeah, I've been through situations where I was like, man, uh, maybe. But I was like, is it even possible to be with somebody who I'm like, man, th- this woman makes me better. This woman is like better than I ever deserve, right? I never really had that feeling, man. I'm like. Ah, uh, maybe, you know, but like, it just, there wasn't that like mutual, um, it just wasn't thriving. Like it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and so to, to bring a woman home like that, I was so proud. And so we went to, um, I took her to the, uh, I, we had that pumpkin carving contest, with my grandpa and my family. And then we went to Upper Peninsula. I wanted to show her what the UP was all about. And we went on this romantic, um, booked this sunset cruise. And I was feeling it. I was working up the the energy to be like, hey, mahal kita, which means I love you. I wanted to impress her because she's Filipina. And she said, mahal kita back. And that was our first time we said, I love you. Fast forward a year. Um, I planned this extra, this whole engagement out where um, I actually wrote a song before I knew her on um, who my future spouse would be. And I, I played that song, um, you know, in the same lake in Lake Superior, where I said, where we first said we love each other. And I had, yo, shout out to Dan Martin, man. I remember Facebook messaging him this long message. Can you please video uh, graph? Can you please video, uh, you know, this engagement, you know, like I'm about to propose to this amazing woman. Like, can, and, you know, I know you're from the, like, like, you know, the UP, we've been to Upper Peninsula Bible Camp, like, you know, the territory ins and outs. You could be like a mountain lion, like climbing up and, and taking a, a, a a high angle video and a video from here. Sure enough, this dude had GoPros lined up all on the boat and then had like a, a high angle video from the mountains <laughs> to get to make sure this was captured on camera. And so, and he brought his kids with him. So thank you, dude, for uh, um, for being there in that special moment for, for my beautiful bride and I's life. And, and so we filmed it all and, you know, had the cameras all set up, proposed, played that song uh, that I wrote to her before I even knew her. She said yes. On one knee, um, it was crazy, and I'm going through a lot right now. But there's I, again, you know, I I I think I'm gonna have an episode 
down the line of just our story and just how good God is. And so, um, and then we went on a horse. I set up like these these horses that have horseback riding after that because she's never ridden a horse. And I wanted to show her that, you know, I'm I'm like I'm like that, you know, I'm romantic like that. And I want to be her shining armor the rest. Uh, I want to be her knight in shining armor the rest of her life. She's the queen. And so she rode on the white horse and I was on the brown horse and we had a picnic set up in the middle of a upper peninsula Michigan forest. And now granted, this whole day, it was supposed to rain that day. I'm like, man, weather, like predictions, whatever, man, God's bigger than that. Sure enough, that whole time we were on a boat by ourselves with the sunflowers there, her favorite flower, and the people, the people, the couple that own the boat place, they let me just take out the boat, man. They had it all set up. And the videographer, he he already had the GoPros there installed in there. And like this little small town, northern Michigan, boat shop or, or boat rental place. And nobody was on the lake because it was supposed to rain that day. I'm telling you, it's crazy. And it didn't it didn't rain until I proposed that I do until we started driving and just driving. It's rowing or we until we started driving the boat back to the shop. And it started to rain. And then we drove to the place where I surprised it with horses. And then it stopped raining. And then when we left that place, it started to rain. It was a 90% chance of rain. But we serve a great God. And when he wants things to happen, he'll make it happen. So um, he wanted us to get married and propose and have a beautiful day. I just believe like in the power of God. And I, you know, call us crazy. But that's just something that we believe so strongly in the power of prayer. And that we serve a greater God than um, a weather prediction. Amen. So... Anyways, um, the reason I'm saying all this today, and we can get, on, get into all this in a different episode, is that one of the um, experiences I took around was going to Frankenmuth Browner's Christmas Land in uh, northern Michigan, and also to a Michigan game against Penn State. It was their first game. Um, I took her there, and our family friend, Christina, was there, and uh, she was going to U of M at the time, and um, we met up with her. And, um, you know, she showed us around like how everybody's just decked out amazing blue in Ann Arbor, even the business school. Everyone was just all about football that day. Amber told me later on that it was like a movie tour. She never experienced something like that because in L.A. they haven't grown up with that type of, of culture, the football culture, where you're just passionate about football. On Saturdays, you either wear maize and blue or green and white in Michigan. And on Sunday, you wear the Honolulu blue and silver. Yes, even the church and watch the game after church. That's just it. And so... It was a movie-like scene for her. And so our whole life, speaking of movies, has been a movie. And so just all that to be said, man, like, you know, our, our, the way we grew up has been um, different, even culturally. And, you know, I'm half Filipino, she's Filipina, and she grew up around more Filipinos and more Latinos, and um, uh, it was a lot more diverse. It is more diverse in LA than Michigan. I like to say I went to a really diverse school. She's debating that with me, but I think Avondale has been one of the most diverse schools in, in Michigan. And so I'm grateful to have grown up in a diverse school and appreciating different cultures. But being with this woman has, has made me more cultured and taught me a lot more about, you know, um, different cultures and, and different foods. And we love traveling and trying new foods together in our household now. Our, our humble abode, our humble one-bedroom apartment is is now filled with flavor and spices from all over the world. And that's not me. You know, I'm I'm used to cereal and an oatmeal and granola. And she'll tell you that because I sometimes eat cereal after she cooks. That's a whole other story. But, you know, it, it's filled with exotic flavors and spices from around the world. I feel like I'm in a five-star fusion cuisine every day with her. Uh, that's Amber J. And, um, man, I, I'm just, uh, oh, man.
and to marry me. And I, there's so much to talk about, man. I guess that's why I started a podcast because, man, I can talk about so much because there's so much of goodness in, in the story that God has placed my beautiful bride and I on. But that's a story for another day, I guess, you know, because I don't know how long you guys' attention span is and if you even want to listen or if you're still even listening. But, um, you know, I guess podcasts, you have guests, right? And so to kick off this podcast on my very first episode, um, you know, I asked formally over a glass of wine and one of her incredible meals today. She made uh, like, uh, OK, I, if I get it wrong, she going she going to hit me. I'm just kidding. But uh, it was it was um, it was um, it was mushroom fries. <laughs> it was fried mushroom portobello fries. And it was amazing with like chipotle sauce. And uh, I asked her over over wine, a glass of wine, if she'd like to be my first guest. Because thinking of, of, of my first guest, <clears throat> you know, I, obviously I wanted to dedicate this to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's brought me through tragedy. He's brought me, my king has bought, brought me through so much pain and so much heartbreak and so much heartache. And I know he's always been there by my side. He's never left me, never forsaken me. And I know that God is real because he brought me to my beautiful bride. So I, I was thinking, what, what's my first guest? Who's my first guest? Who, um, who could be my first guest on this podcast? And if anybody's still listening at this point, <laughs> um, no, seriously, like if, you know, who could be on my first podcast, who could be that guest? And I didn't think of anybody better then my beautiful bride, that's a no-brainer. The beautiful, lovely Amber J. Lapastore, and I got to intro her. And basically, for all the guests that I'm going to have on this podcast, I'm going to ask beforehand what's their favorite walkout song or what's their favorite song that they get hyped to and you know what it, they want their walkout song, walkout song to be if they were to have one. A walkout song, for those who don't know, in baseball, you step up to the plate, a song blasting the whole stadium, you get hyped, let's do this, let's get a home run. I hit a home run with her and then some, and so I want to play a walkout song for her and just to introduce this woman. Um, she is the greatest of all time of women. If you don't know what a GOAT is, it means greatest of all time, um, you know, times infinity and back. You know, this woman is the most endearing, most beautiful, most caring, most uh, creative, coolest, um, you know, the most authentic, supportive genuine loving cheerleader woman um in the entire planet all right what's up everybody what's up this is a check this is a check one two this is a mic check all right i'm supposed to put the uh ear outside of the ear <laughs> right okay I'm supposed to put the ear outside of the ear bud or not Woo! okay okay that was loud that was loud all right, I think the microphone's working. Um, I just wanted to get a, a microphone that's that's old school. That reminds me of the Elvis Presley days. Shout out to my grandma who likes, you know, Elvis Presley. Um, but, you know, just that old soul with those new rhymes. Um, I just thought that, you know, to just to, an announcement that I'm making a podcast to, to have this this cool microphone. Thank, uh, <laughs> thankfully, my wife let me get it, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> so yeah um all right i'm not gonna lie to you this is uh you know i've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and this is kind of a leap of faith um you know you put yourself out there and you don't realize that you're gonna get any what type of energy you're gonna get back um but you know i'm i'm uh i have a lot to say and i've been through a lot and 
feel like there's always laughing at me. Hey, she's in the green room. She's about to get featured. I don't know. She's just over there chilling, man. <laughs> uh, little did she know. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm leaning in. I, I feel like I should have a mic stand where I'm, like, close to the mic so they can hear me better. I feel like that sounds crisper. My neck kind of hurts. It's kind of right there. I could hold the mic. Would that be weird? Hey, we're rolling. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's see how this is. Yeah, I, I could hold it like this. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you said. That's what she said. My first guest on my first episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is... The one, the only, the beautiful Amber J. Lapistora. Everybody say what's up. I just gotta get her. I just gotta get her. Hold on one sec. 